catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning, July 28th. I'm Jacob Sedesi. And I'm Elliot Trito. And this is The Point from WUFT News. According to this month's Southeast Climate Monthly webinar, Florida experienced above normal temperatures in July and may continue to feel those hot temperatures through October. I spoke with Florida Public Radio Emergency Network's Melissa Fato about how most of Florida experienced higher than average temperatures. Here's Melissa. This brief I wrote is in summary of the Southeast Climate Monthly Webinar for July. It's, like I said, just a monthly webinar. It happens every month. It's sponsored by NOAA and NIDAS and basically has a bunch of researchers who go over the climate in the Southeast from the last month. So what was revealed in the meeting that was different from what we usually hear? From this meeting, what the researchers went over, um, specifically Chip Conrad, he's from the Southeast Regional Climate Center. He presented the climate overview for July. And essentially what he said is that in the past month, for the month of July, the majority of Florida experienced higher than normal temperatures. The only areas that did not experience this, experienced temperatures that were closer to normal, was a pocket around Lake Okeechobee and certain parts of the Panhandle. But pretty much the whole state was hotter than average. And that is expected to continue for the next three months through October. Florida is 40 to 50 percent more likely to see above average temperatures through the next three months as well. Can you tell me more about what goes on in this meeting? It's a public meeting that they hold every month. And other meteorologists attend, journalists, I mean, really anyone can just sign up and listen to it. The meeting is an hour long, and the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes of the meeting is an overview of the climate of the last month in the southeast. That includes, like, the Carolinas, Alabama, Georgia, like, not just Florida. But I wrote about the Florida-specific pieces. Have there been any changes in trends? Yeah, so every month there's the same three sections of the meeting, which is the climate overview, the water resources overview, and the Agricultural Impact Update, and that's by the Southwest Regional Climate Center, the National Weather Service Southeast River Forecast Center, and the University of Georgia, respectively. And then the fourth part of the meeting will be like a special topics. In this case, the last part of the meeting was not relevant to Florida, so I didn't write about it. Um, anyway, in June, basically the trends in precipitation for the state swapped between June and July. So in June, North and Central Florida experienced below normal precipitation, whereas there was very above average precipitation in South Florida. And that's probably likely due to potential of Tropical Cyclone 1, which passed through the area right at the end of May, early June. So that's likely due to that, why South Florida saw above average precipitation. In July, this reversed, essentially. So right now, South Florida and parts of the Treasure Coast are experiencing below average precipitation, especially South Florida is experiencing much lower average precipitation, while the rest of the state is about average or maybe a little higher than average. Was there anything you wanted to add in your article but couldn't? Not really. This is just a pretty straightforward just reporting like what happened in this meeting. Something I maybe would have been a little more interesting to get into if this was a longer article was the droughts in Florida have completely resolved by this point. So 
In June, we saw a swath of abnormal dryness between Tallahassee and Jacksonville, but right now dry conditions have pretty much been reduced to just a few little pockets in the Big Bend area and the First Coast area. And in April and May, we saw a moderate drought in the Treasure Coast area, but that's pretty much resolved by this point. And Again, I'm not a meteorologist. I couldn't say exactly, but, you know, rainy conditions are pretty typical this time of year in Florida. So I don't necessarily think that that's anything unusual. But the good news is that the U.S. drought monitor is not expecting any droughts in Florida through the end of October. And we're also expected to see above normal precipitation through the end of October as well. So pretty much for the next three months, Florida is likely going to be a little hotter than normal and wetter than normal. It's a pretty simple topic here. Um, but, you know, basically just at FPRINE, you know, it's the Florida Public Radio Emergency Network. So we do report on the emergencies and extreme weather and unusual weather. But we also just want to keep an eye on these more average trends and just make sure we're also just paying attention to everyday weather as well. So if you noticed it being a little hotter this past month, you <laughs> are not wrong and it will probably continue to do so. So make sure that you stay hydrated, go indoors if you feel overheated, and try not to exert yourself too much outdoors if those temperatures are getting hot for you. That was Florida Public Radio Emergency Network's Melissa Fato on this month's Southeast Climate Monthly Webinar. Now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. The Gainesville man who lost his eye from a canine unit will now face four felony charges, a misdemeanor charge for what they found in his car, and another felony charge for resisting an officer with violence. According to WUFT's Katie Heisen, Terrell Bradley immediately pulled out of the Sweetwater Square apartment complex after taking his oldest daughter to a birthday party, where a Gainesville police report says he ran a stop sign. The report doesn't mention that there is no stop sign there. Officer Millman asked Bradley to step out and searched him down. This caused Bradley to swing, hit his elbow into Officer Millman's side, and run. A search of Bradley's vehicle found a fully loaded Glock pistol under the driver's seat, which had been reported as stolen in a conveyance burglary the year before. There was an extended magazine, marijuana, and more ammo in the back seat. If a jury finds him guilty, the judge will decide his punishment. Citrus County Commissioners Ron Kitchen and Scott Carnahan tried once again Tuesday to ban sexual orientation displays from local libraries, and once again they were defeated. According to Citrus County Chronicle's Michael Bates, the board voted 3-2 to two against an addendum from Kitchen that would have excluded displays that violate community standards or deal with sexual orientation. The issue stems from LGBTQ displays in two county libraries during Pride Month in 2021. A yellow bright line train started accelerating to highway velocity between Melbourne and Rockledge. According to Florida Today's Rick Neal, Brightline has constructed 80% of its $2.7 billion rail expansion route linking Orlando International Airport with West Palm Beach. Passenger service is scheduled to start next year. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Elliot Trito. And I'm Jacob Sedesi. And you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.